That was Michael W. Smith with a new hallelujah. Thank you so much for keeping it locked here on Elevated on Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit. I appreciate each and every single one of you for staying tuned today. And I promised you I'm going to bring you today this incredible self-published author of Let Go, Let God Live Free. Doesn't that sound incredible? Let go, let God live free. She's an author by profession and a poet and readers of her book are testifying about the life-changing experiences they had after having read her book or after hearing her story. And I'm trusting God that you will have that very same experience today as you listen to Amanda Mandy Scorsana. I do want to mention she's not just all of the above, but she's also an internal auditor. We'll get to that a bit later. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome. Hi, Tena. Thank you so much uh, for having me. It's our absolute pleasure and I appreciate you sharing with our listeners today. I want to start here, Amanda, because Mm. you write about it so freely in your book. Uh, You battled with depression since 2018. Um, but God has seen you through those days. You got the help you put in the work. Uh, you even felt like not being alive at some point. Can you take us back to that moment on where your journey with depression began? Okay. Um, I'll just summarize. So, um, three months ago, um, I met my, uh, dad for the very first time, you know, Jenna, I I remember just feeling numb, you know, when it was confirmed to me that, you know, I was conceived uh, because, you know, he was cheating on his wife with my mom at that time. So, um, you know, as far as I remember, this has always been my identity, you know, mm. uh, that I'm a product of cheating, um, which, you know, set the tone for my entire life. Um these are just one of the many, you know, stories that I believe led me to this point in my life where, you know, I'm still trying to explain to you something that I fully don't understand mm-hmm. on how, you know, I became depressed. So um, in 2009, I lost my mother, you know, which basically made me an orphan. Um, and at that time, um, the only person who was willing, you know, to take care of me was my grandmother. Okay. Mm-hmm. But so at this point, I was very angry at God. Um, I was very angry at God, but somehow, you know, I still find myself here and I still find uh, myself saying, you know, Mm. so, um, you know, I'm able to even present this book to you today, to you guys. And, you know, I suspect that uh, I'm still here because of this growing relationship I'm having, uh, currently having uh, with God. So I think... Yeah, that would summarize my journey. Otherwise, we would. There's so many stories, Jenna, that I would tell mm. you. We will not even finish. But I'm talking. sure that our listeners can also read all about it in in yeah. your book. And your situation, Amanda, that you're describing, um, meeting your father for the very first time in 2022, um, yeah. and Definitely. and. Yeah. And for instance, losing your mother at a young age, being raised by your grandmother, um, it mm-hmm. is unfortunately 
not a story that is unique to you. Many yeah. people, many of us are going through the exact same thing where yeah. you grow up without knowing your father. We struggle with our identity. We don't mm-hmm. quite know why. We're trying to figure this thing called life out by ourselves. And it leads to a lot of trauma, for instance, losing your mother, yeah. dealing with that yeah. grief. Um, but where did the journey for you begin of starting the work, dealing with all of this? Uh, the journey became, uh, began when um, I remember one morning how it started. Um, I just felt uh, a severe anxiety. I just had a panic attack. It's what they call a panic attack. But during that time, I had no idea. So I remember just going to hospital. I have been in and out of various hospitals trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Because, you know, depression is not just what people don't understand. They assume that with depression, it's just mental, but it manifests physically. You can actually get physically sick. You know, Mm -hmm. I actually know someone who had a stroke because of depression. So it's not just uh committing suicide so um i just remember how that happened and one day you know uh my physician was very concerned he was like you know what i think you should consider seeing a psychologist because we don't see anything wrong with you physically and you know i started that process you know jenna thank god Mm -hmm. you know for giving us psychologists you know to because you know depression is like any other in, illness mm-hmm. yes it might be spiritual in other aspects yes um you know it might be spiritual but it's actually uh, an, an illness you know mm-hmm. that uh, we have to deal with um i love that you speak about your journey of going to a psychologist because like i said in some communities Going to a psychologist is a taboo, even when we go through something as traumatic as losing one of our parents or, for instance, um, as losing one of our parents or, for instance, like you said, not growing up with your father, trying to look for your identity, figuring it all out. Some of us, uh, like myself, you know, you go through rape and you don't really get the counseling that you need. What would you say to someone who might be dealing with their own trauma at the moment? but they are too traumatized by culture to actually go and seek help from a psychologist or even just a counselor. What I would say is that seek God first, seek God first and seek help, speak to someone. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you not, you know, these days psychologists are a very expensive. You just need to speak to someone, speak out, even if it's a friend. So speaking really helps a lot. But I would also like to say, you know, Jenna, sometimes your pain has a purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. I went through this journey and during that journey, I didn't know that I had a gift, you know, and it's so amazing how God revealed himself in my pain, you know, so um, your pain has a purpose and you will see, I know it's cliche, you know, mm. I remember when I was in a dark time, people would say, you know, you'll see the light, you'll see the light, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And you don't see that, you don't see that light. All you see mm. is darkness, but you know what? Everything has a reason, you know, your pain has a purpose. Absolutely. Amanda, you've said that there were days when you didn't even feel like being yeah. alive. For the purpose of someone who might be sharing that same feeling with you right now, can you tell us about those days? 
Jenna, yeah, there were days where I just questioned the, 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 my purpose. Why am I here? Why am I alive? But you know what? In my journey with counseling, I've noticed that, you know, with depression, depression is actually a distortion of perspective. Mm. So you don't, your, your perspective is distorted. So your mind is actually lying to you, you know? So what my uh, psychologist advised and what I would advise to everyone is write down your thoughts, you know, mm. write down each and every day when you mm. come from work, when you come from school, you know, just reflect on the past days, write down your thoughts and go through your, what you've written and find, get perspective, you know, because sometimes we lose perspective. Mm. Um, yeah. I love what you just said there and your psychologist said distorted perspective because that's exactly what it is. When you're in that dark place, you cannot yeah. see things you in can't. perspective. You cannot see hope. You cannot see a future. You don't see the light at all. Uh, but you are now in a place where you are free from that darkness that was overshadowing you um and you mentioned that intercessory prayer and having yeah. someone to pray with you was yeah. key to you seeing the light again tell us about that um i was one of the most fortunate people you know to be surrounded by you know my boss and i really thank god for that you know it's so important to be surrounded by people who understand and people you know who who are willing to, you know, help you. Um, so for me, I was fortunate to have a boss. I was uh, who went through a similar situation. So you would understand when I'm going through those tough, tough, um, dark times. Mm. I also have like a, I don't know if I should call her a spiritual sister, but there's a mm. lady in church who actually surround yourself with people who've gone, walked through that journey. So she was able to, you know, pray with me. You know, when you're depressed, Jenna, you don't want a bath. You don't want to brush your teeth. Mm. Praying, waking up is is a job. You don't even feel like reading the Bible. But, you know, she was there, you know, to help me through. Um, I can't say that. I won't say that I'm completely healed. Mm -hmm. It's a journey. It's a journey. But uh, we, I am managing it. And with the help of psychologists and God as well, um, reading the Bible also helps. Well, we will continue our conversation with our Amanda, but let's take a quick music break. Uh, yes, Pastor Donnie McClurkin with Agnes Die. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. That was the sound of Pastor Donnie McClurkin with Agnes Die. Thank you for listening to my conversation with this incredible woman of God. Today, her name is Amanda Mandy Scorsana. She is a self-published author she is an auditor as i said earlier and a poet now amanda despite going through depression you managed to graduate with a postgraduate degree and you're now an internal auditor tell us about uh, this journey of getting this qualification despite what you went through you know jenna i am even shocked I am at awe at what the Lord has done. Honestly, I don't know how I managed it. I can only praise God. I, it was just by divine intervention that I was even able to, you know, finish my qualifications during that time. Because, you know, when you're depressed, you, you can't do anything. But um, I think I had a support system. 
I had a support system, my friends, my partner, my family. Um, I think that's how I, 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 I managed, you know, to pull through, even with this book coming up. I, I'm, I'm still at oh, um, it's honestly, it's the Holy Spirit. Mm. I cannot explain it. It's the definitely God. I want us to get to your book in a second. Uh, I see your book is in the form of poems, but it carries a very powerful and life-changing sentences um, that some of your readers have said have helped them to see the light at the end of the tunnel in their uh, respective processes. But I want to come back to two things quickly. The first thing is your relationship with God, because I keep hearing you referring to the Bible, referring to God, talking about the Holy Spirit. Where did your relationship with God begin? Sure. Um, It's actually interesting. You know, we are usually told that, you know, when you're growing up, you're usually told that, you know, going to church, you know, going to church, you know, but Actually, it's, 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 it's so funny. I didn't actually, I can't say I found God in church. Um, I remember I approached this pastor. He's actually, he's also a doctor. And I just went to him. Something just led me to him. And I told him, pastor, you know, I'm going through a tough time. I don't know what's happening with me. I just feel sick. And you know what he said to me? He just said, you need to read the Bible. And it was so shocking for him to say that because I wasn't really, yes, I was going to church, but, and yes, I was listening to sermon, but I didn't have a personal relationship with God. Mm. Um, so I think when he said that to me, um, immediately I told myself, I want to finish the Bible in a year. Mm. So I started reading the Bible Jenna, every day from Genesis to Revelation. And you know what? I was mind blown. That's actually when God started speaking to me through poetry. Because I would write, I would just get inspired from nowhere. Or there would be times now, there would be times when I would just wake up randomly every day at three o'clock and I would just write just start writing without even thinking about it. So I think reading the Bible um, led me to a closer relationship with God and also inspired, uh, you know, my writing as well. Amanda, would that be your advice for someone who's seeking to have that closer relationship with God? Would that be your advice as well to read the Bible? What else would you say to them? Don't just read the Bible. Before you read the Bible, pray for God to to um uh, speak to you through His Word. You know, because you know, I was for the longest of time I was struggling before I wrote this book. I was so frustrated that I wasn't hearing the voice of God. You know, a lot of people would talk about, oh, and I heard God speaking, mm. not knowing that God speaks in many ways. Jenna, God speaks through your writing. God speaks through a song. God speaks through other people, you know, we just have to actively listen. But um, what I would advise people, just read the Bible and pray for the Holy Spirit. Read he will reveal, read the Bible, pray, pray first for mm. God to reveal himself mm. in your readings. Yeah. 
That's that's incredible. If you just tuned in, you are listening to the voice of Amanda Skosana talking to me, generally belong. Amanda, I want to ask you, you boldly shared about your experience earlier of meeting your biological father for the first time this year. And yes. I know of so many people who still hoping and praying that they will get to meet their fathers one day and have that conversation with him. You know, those key questions Mm -hmm. that you have about how you came to be in this earth. I want you to just quickly tell me, how did it come about that after all these years, you meet your father for the first time? Um, We had been talking uh, for the longest of time, but he was, what I knew is was overseas. He was based in the USA. So, um, yeah, he he just told me that he's coming and you know how God works in an amazing way because I was, I'm actually, he came at a right time, I must say, because I don't think I would, if he came before, I would have forgiven him because Mm -hmm. it's important also forgiveness is actually, I know it's cliche when they say forgiveness will set you free, but it does. So mm. he came through when I was in a healing, when I was still, when I was in a healing stage. So when I saw him, it kind of like released. I was also able to, you know, ask questions because, you know, um, when it comes to family dynamics, you know, children get caught up and they don't know both sides of the story. So also I gave him that chance, you know, to tell him, to tell me his perspective on, on, you know, why, because I always had these questions, why, 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 you know? So, um, yeah, I think forgiveness, forgiveness is really important. And I'm grateful that I got to meet him before, you know, some people find out that their parents have died or fathers have died Mm. without having forgiven them, which would have probably been worse, you know, um, but yeah, forgiveness is important, especially in this journey of depression, mental health. You need to forgive. What would you then say to a mother that is listening who perhaps has a fear of introducing their child to their biological father? Because a lot of mothers, because of the trauma for them that is attached to the conception of the child, like perhaps they were raped, perhaps like in your case, he was a married man and they don't want to go through the trauma of explaining that to the child and to the family. What would you say to that mother who is still scared to introduce their child to the biological father or to just tell them who it is? Uh, for me personally, I, w- I think that um, it's important also to tell them the why, tell the children, explain to the children why, you know, in instances, because I don't, I'm not really familiar in instances of rape, but I know um, of a certain lady who her mom told her she really wanted to meet her father until um, her mom told her what happened. She There was an instance of rape. And from then she made a decision on whether she wanted to. So at least mm. the mother gave her an option on mm. whether, you know, they still wanted to meet um, the father or not. But in cases like me, I mean, you know, there are different sides to the story. And, you know, children get caught up in parents' battles, not knowing that it actually impacts the ch- the child's future. You know, as as you said, you... I, I grew up not knowing who I am, you know, a father figure is important um, in a child's life because they help 
um, it contributes to a child's self-esteem. You know, you find that for me, it, it's taken time for me to be confident, you know, and have a, you know, good self-esteem for the longest of time because mm. children need that assurance, you know, children need that validation because you end up, because when you don't get that validation from your own father, you end up seeking it from, you know, other people from outside. That's why you find some of the children, you know, or some of the ladies who would date older men, mm. you know, it's because they lacked that fatherly figure. That's why mm. they end up, you know, um, going for older men. Mm-mm. Amanda, let's talk about your book. Let go, let God live free. Tell us about yes. the book. Um, tell us about the poems in the book, and what do you hope to achieve through this publication? As I said, if you look at the back of my book, I think it does summarize. It summarizes everything. It says this book was penned to give hope to those in distress. God's light always shines. In the midst of the pain, let go and lay down all your pain in his hands. Let God fill you up to live free in his grace. So starting from the first chapter, I think it was, it's what someone would feel, you know, when they are going through depression, you know, but then when you move to other chapters, um, because the first chapter is hope and gloom. So hope and gloom is, is finding God in that darkness. So it's sort of like, that journey in depression and then the hard lessons hard lesson chapter is some of the words that i would hear from god you know he would it's sort of like when you read the book from the start it's responding to i don't know if you've read the book jenna but it will be you'll be god is responding to every um grief mm. that i was penning down yeah well, but this book is that uh it's for anyone going through depression and you know what, I'm just praying that whoever reads this book, you know, manages to find God. I think that is the main purpose, finding God and find seeing the light in the darkness. Beautiful. And I think it's so great that we're having this conversation now because I have read and heard that they say that during December, it is a very tough time for those people who might be suffering from depression, who are alone. Yeah. They don't even know that it is called depression or what they are feeling. Um, and yes, there is a psychological side to it, but there's also a spiritual side to it. Side. As, yeah. as you alluded to earlier, and I believe this book might be able to help someone and someone might yeah. be able to find freedom in this book, you know, Amanda, you self-published this book. So I want our listeners to get their pens and paper ready so that you can give the details on how to order this book. But I want to ask if you would be so kind to please share one of the poems from the book with us. Oh, um, I will read. This is actually one of my favorite books because the poem, sorry, because I remember writing this poem. I was in the car at work in the morning. And I was about to leave and a voice said no. Because, you know, initially I thought the book was done, but a voice said no. And I wrote, yeah, I wrote these words in the car, seven o'clock in the morning. The poem goes like this. Good and bad days will be there. Stay prayed up and be armed by faith. Being God's child doesn't mean no pain. Distress is inevitable in a world ruled by bed. Night will come when the sun sets for a while. 
Let hope be your light and keep you warm in the night. The night doesn't last. Pray till the sun comes out. He sent his son so you don't pay the price. Wait expectantly for God's sun to rise. His light will shine and dissolve the night. When days go by like the stormy night, the morning rise will come shining bright. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That is Amanda Skosana. That is a poem from a book, Let Go, Let God Live Free. Amanda, how do we support you? How do our listeners get hold of this book? Okay, so you can order signed copies directly from me on the following number, 069-524-2415. I'll repeat the number, 069-524-2415. Alternatively, you can order on Porcupine Press. They are my distributor. It's also available on Amazon. Wonderful. Thank you so much again for your time today, Amanda, and for sharing with our listeners here on Elevated. God bless you and this incredible journey that is taking you on, on helping people see, experience, and share the light. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jenna, for having me.